BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Childs drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Log three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live. Today, the BYU Cougars are in sunny San Diego to face the University of San Diego Toreros. All right, for the second straight game, the Cougars went to overtime. And for the second straight game, BYU was victorious. The Cougars were in Malibu Thursday night where they beat Pepperdine in overtime, 75-70. to BYU hasn't played in back-to-back OT games since back in 1991 when they defeated Hawaii and the University of Utah. Elijah Bryant was the star leading BYU with 25 points. The junior started the game on fire, and he came up big down the stretch of regulation and and then in overtime, Yoli Childs finished the game with 18 points. More on him coming up in just a second. BYU now 21-7 and overall. They are 10-5 and in the West Coast Conference. They're currently in third place in the conference, but just one game ahead of Pacific, who, by the way, was in San Diego this past Thursday, where they beat the Toreros. San Diego now fifth place, three games back of the Cougars. Now, BYU beat USD in Provo last month, 74-58. to The score's a little misleading. BYU won, obviously, by a healthy margin of 16 points, uh, but with about five or six minutes to go. This was a six-point game. BYU was able to make the plays and and put some distance, Uh, but this is always a very interesting matchup when BYU and USD get together. The Cougars actually lost at the Slim Gym last year. BYU, though, Overall, has won five out of the last six meetings. All right, today's player interview is with sophomore forward Yoli Childs. I told you we're going to get to him coming up in a second. Childs is second on the team in scoring at 17.7 points per game, just .2 behind Elijah Bryant, who's at 17.9. He's been so steady this year. It was certainly a scary sight to see Yoli on the ground holding his knee Thursday night at Pepperdine. He did come back, which was certainly good news, but that was first on the agenda when Greg Rubel caught up with Yoli. Here's their conversation. All right, Yo, first up, I'm sure a lot of fans want to know just how you're doing, what happened in the overtime against Pepperdine, and how you recovered. Uh, I'm doing good. I just kind of hyperextended my knee, came down on the rebound funny. Uh, talking to the trainer is a very fortunate situation. Uh, lucky I didn't get hit in a certain way in the position my leg was in, so everything's stable. I should be good to go. Were you pretty concerned initially, like when it very first happened? Oh, yeah. That, that stuff freaks me out. You know, it's, it's so common in, in sports today, so common with the amount of miles we have on our bodies. So uh, it's definitely a scary situation, but uh, we have a great training staff. Uh, Rob Ramos, he's amazing. So he got me back. He uh, checked it out, made sure everything was all right, and got me back in the game as quick as possible. You guys are winning grinders right now, and I guess that's part of league play, right? But how, how gratifying is it to know that you guys can, can, can grind out w- wins at this time of year? It's huge. I mean, coach says it all the time, you're not going to blow anyone out in the second half of league. It just doesn't happen. You know each other too well. Uh, the refs are letting you play. Just the physicality and, and the knowledge teams have on each other in scouting reports, you can't blow a team out in the league. So uh, it's good knowing that we can play those kind of games because we're going to need that later on in the season. So Coach Rose says that, and then you see that, so you believe that, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's been through it a lot. Coach Schreier's been through it a lot. All these coaches have seen it for years and years, so we trust them in every aspect when it comes to that area. 
you guys have won your last two games when trailing in the final minute of regulation. I guess you wouldn't want to have to always rely on comebacks, but it's good to know you've got that in you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't want to be in that situation, but it's always good to know that you're able to pull it out in those situations. Okay, BYU had a tough go in Malibu, got that taken care of. And this building, too, has uh, you know, kind of been hit and miss for BYU over time. Your thoughts on playing USD? I'm very excited to play them. They're a very good team. They're very good, especially on the defensive end. They're very versatile. They're bigs, play like guards. They kind of play a five-out system. So it's kind of a switch-up compared to the other teams in our league. And it's going to be very fun to be able to play them. Uh, it's always good to play out here when the, when the air is uh, a lot better for our lungs. So uh, it's always fun to play out here. Where's this team's collective mindset, do you think, right now on the stretch run? I think we're focused. We're on a little run here, and we know what we have to do to reach our goals. And I think everyone's confident in that. Everyone's confident in each other. Everyone's confident in the coaching staff. And I think we're in about as good of a place you can be right now. What are a couple of important components of the game plan against uh, USD? Uh, we just got to kind of focus on ourselves. At this point in the season, everybody knows what the other team's going to do. We know the other team. They know us. They know what we like to do. You know what they like to do. And the important thing is going to be who's going to execute, who's going to run their game plan, who's going to make the make the plays that we've worked on every single day in practice. So I think it just comes down to confidence, execution, and trusting each other. Beyond those things you just talked about, you guys have won three games in a row. What makes a good team at this time of year when it's really tight? A team that, one, trusts each other, a team that is going to follow their concepts, a team that says, okay, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do on this ball screen, and I'm not going to worry about my guy because I know my teammate's going to be down there and have my back. Because a lot of times uh, at this time in the year, teams start worrying, uh, th- plays haven't gone right a couple times, so they stop trusting each other, and then you get blown out. So uh, it's all about just trusting each other and trusting your guys that you're going to be in the right spots, trusting the coaching staff that they're going to call the right plays and make subs at the right times. I think at this time of the season, it's just all about trust. How satisfying is it to win road games? It's awesome. I, uh, I love winning at home, but I think I love winning on the road a little bit more because uh, it's more of a challenge. You can't have the crowd on your side. Uh, it's definitely nothing like the Marriott Center, so it's awesome to be able to get those uh, wins on the road. And again, for the fans, you're feeling all right, ready to roll? Yep, ready to go. All right, good luck against USD. Thank you, appreciate it. Certainly a sigh of relief from Cougar fans to not only see Yoli Childs come back into the game Thursday night at Pepperdine, that was a great sign, but also to hear him talking with Greg, talking about the fact that he really you know, was very, felt very grateful that he kind of dodged a bullet and that wasn't more serious. Good to go tonight, which is fantastic because uh, he has been so productive for BYU this season. Appreciate Yoli Childs and Greg, and Greg Rubel for getting our pregame interview today. We will go to Jenny Craig Pavilion coming up a little bit later on in Cougar Pregame Live for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. But on the other side, we'll update you on a very busy Saturday in college athletics. And I'm not just talking about college basketball. We've got BYU baseball going on right now. BYU women's basketball going on right now. BYU softball going on right now. We will update you on all that coming up on the other side. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a sock attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Welcome back in. Hopefully everyone is having a good afternoon here on a Saturday. Jason Shepard getting you ready for BYU basketball on the road at 
Jenny Craig Pavilion in Southern California taking on the USD Toreros. We will be joined by Mark Durant coming up uh, in just a little while. In the meantime, let's update you on other action going on. We will start with other teams on campus. The BYU women's basketball team is right next door at the Marriott Center hosting the Toreros. They are in the third quarter. 4.33 to go in the third. BYU finds itself down three. The Toreros with a 46-43 lead over BYU. Cassie DeVagere leading the Cougars with 12 points. Malia Nawahine with eight points. Amanda Wayment with seven. Five for Brenna Chase. Five for Paisley Johnson. Sarah Hampson with four and two for Chalet Salmon. But again, BYU down three, 46-43. Still plenty of time, though, 4.33 to go in the third quarter. BYU baseball. They had their first game of the season yesterday, taking on Cal State Northridge, or CSUN, as they like to be called. BYU won that game yesterday, 5-3. They are in game one of a doubleheader today against the Matadors. BYU found itself down 3 to nothing, and they have come all the way back. They now lead 9-4 to this game in the top of the sixth. So uh, BYU with a 9-4 to lead in Game 1 at CSUN. BYU softball in action against Iowa State. They are in the top of the third, and there is no score. All right, college basketball. We will start in the WCC. No games have begun as of right now. In fact, BYU and San Diego will be the first game to get underway today. But coming up later on this afternoon, San Francisco coming off their improbable home win over the Gales of St. Mary's. What an unbelievable finish that was on the hilltop. They are hosting LMU at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. Number 9, Gonzaga, back in their familiar spot of number 1 in the West Coast Conference. They are hosting Pepperdine. Also, St. Mary's looking to get back on the winning track after falling to the Dons. They are in Portland. That game at 8 Mountain Time and then at 9 Mountain Time in Pacific, Santa Clara, taking on the Pacific Tigers. And don't forget, BYU trying to hold off the Tigers. They are one game behind in that race for third in the West Coast Conference. All right, top 25 action games going on right now. Halftime at Northwestern. Northwestern with a 49-27 to lead over number 2 Michigan State. Possible upset there. We do have another upset, though. Texas winning at number 23 Oklahoma, 77-66 in favor of the Longhorns. Later on today, number 10 Auburn will be at South Carolina. Texas A&M travels to Arkansas. It is Xavier hosting Villanova. Number 18, Tennessee, will be at Georgia. Utah State hosting 24th-ranked Nevada in Logan. Kansas hosting West Virginia. Texas Tech will travel to Waco to take on the Baylor Bears. North Carolina is at Louisville. And then, as I mentioned, your two West Coast Conference games, Portland hosting 15th-ranked St. Mary's. And number 9, Gonzaga, at home against Pepperdine. All right, one more check-in on BYU women's basketball. San Diego extended their lead. They now lead by 7 with 2 minutes to go in the third. 52-45. to 45. Again, plenty of time for the Cougars to uh, come back and get the win next door at the Marriott Center. We will take another break. On the other side, we'll head to Jenny Craig Pavilion, a.k.a. the Slim Jim. We'll be joined by Mark Duran. It's our courtside conversation coming up next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. 
as we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. Roughly 45 minutes away from tip-off at Jenny Craig Pavilion, BYU in San Diego to take on the Toreros. Welcome back in. Jason Shepard with you. Getting you ready for the matchup on this gorgeous Saturday afternoon. It is gorgeous here in Provo, Utah. I think the snow's on its way. But speaking of gorgeous weather, let's head down to sunny San Diego. Now, he's, he's... he is at Jenny Craig Pavilion. He's just on the outside currently, so I don't know if we can still call it the courtside conversation, uh, but Mark Durant joining me. Mark, uh, what is the weather like? I was talking about how, how nice it is here. We've got snow in the forecast tomorrow. I'm going to assume no snow in the forecast in San Diego. Well, I hate always having to talk about, uh, talk about how uh, – Amazing it is here uh, weather-wise, but another beautiful day. I think they got some cold weather coming in, if that's any consolation. But uh, the, the weather gods have sure treated the Durants nicely since we've arrived. Do I need to ask what your uh, attire is today? <laughs> um, no, you know I, I, I've got I, I've got the kitten. I mean, fear the kitten, right? Fear the kittens, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, I, I'm a little bit conflicted because even though BYU's won every game, it's really been uh, a killer <laughs> these overtimes. Just, I don't know if I can handle it again. So I don't know if, if the, the power of the kittens is carrying BYU to miraculous victories or if BYU's winning despite the kittens. So uh, I, I was a little bit uh, conflicted putting it on today, but I, I promised everybody that I would, and so the kittens are alive and well. Well, let's uh, let's look back on what happened Thursday night in Malibu. And I thought, Greg, uh, the pregame interview that, that we ran in our first segment of Cougar Pregame Live, he was talking with Yoli, and he was talking about how this team right now is just kind of grinding out wins, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, there were times where BYU just, I mean, it, things just were not working, but when they absolutely needed to have a shot, when they absolutely needed to get a stop, they were able to do it. It went to overtime, and BYU took charge. What were your overall thoughts on that win at Pepperdine? Well, I, I'm, like I was conflicted about my kitten shirt, I'm conflicted a little bit about this team, Jason. Uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of issues, and there's reasons, I think, that BYU are, you know, they're, they're struggling with teams that, that I don't think they should be, and we can talk about those, but the bottom line, uh, Jason, is BYU's winning. And and that's all that matters. And I think it really says something about this team uh, that in those situations, they believe in themselves, they make big plays, they make the right plays, they get the defensive stops. Even, even when they struggle all night getting stops, in those moments, they get them. And it's kind of frustrating and sometimes depressing to watch them put themselves in those situations to begin with, but but the bottom line again is they win and, and they've gotten it done these last two times and they've done it before uh, we called a game together at UMass. And I think it's just the way it is now. I think every game is going to be uh, a heart stopper as, as hard as that is on my body and my mind, Jason, it's going to be a heart stopper and whether it's, San Diego or Portland on the road or Gonzaga at home. I think BYU is going to be in all those games, and it's going to go down to the wire. And uh, I think they, they play up to the good teams, play down to the bad teams. And, and so you're going to have close games. And my hope is 
that uh, you know we that when when those situations happen, that uh, BYU can reach into this memory bank and uh, remember what they did right and believe in themselves and uh, somehow make it happen. And that's yeah, that's a good thing. I mean, the games are going to get tough from here on out, and that's just the way it's going to be. And I like the way BYU plays in those types of games. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, and for any anybody that was concerned over the last couple of games that maybe Elijah wasn't looking for a shot, that was not the case. He came out looking to shoot really great start to the game, and then towards the end of regulation and overtime, he really did take over. I thought that was really nice to see. Yeah, I, yeah. Elijah uh, does a great job at the end of the game, and I think Coach Rose and Schroyer and Lacombe and Lewis, I mean, they, they kind of know what they need to do at the end of the games, and so they do a good job of isolating uh, Elijah and Yoli together, letting him run off that high screen, make the right decisions. That frees him up from his man to get in the paint where he's so good, uh, and if Yoli's man comes to help, you've got your other good option right there. So uh, BYU ran that play a couple times. Plus, he's always a threat uh, to sit back and knock down the three. So, I mean, uh, that's the guy you want, the ball in his hands, and he made the plays. And uh, he's he's fun to watch. To win those kind of games, Jason, you need to have uh, a killer and a clutch guy. For some reason, I always go back to Travis Hansen. Uh, as a guy that always made good plays late in the game and tight games, and Elijah has that uh, same mentality. Talking with Mark Durant, getting you ready for BYU and USD from the Slim Jim in San Diego. I remember that when we were on Cougar pregame live when BYU hosted the Toreros a couple weeks ago, I remember telling you and having a conversation with you about just not quite sure what to make of this San Diego team. They had really looked good in non-conference and then had some some head scratchers early in conference play. Well, we're at this point in the year, we're getting ready to take on San Diego again, and I still have those same questions. I mean, this is a team that lost to Pacific at home on Thursday night. What do you make of this Torero team and this matchup today? Well, I think it's an interesting matchup. I think both teams are kind of limping along. Um, But San Diego plays the the way that, uh, you know, BYU struggles with. They're very physical. Um, They've got some good scorers, Pinero, and shoot a ton of threes. So it may come down uh, tonight to how well BYU can defend the three and how well San Diego shoots the three. They're so reliant on three-point shooting. Uh, which is a little bit different than what BYU's seen. But, uh, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a slow game. I think uh, teams have the playbook on BYU right now to be very deliberate in their possessions and play extremely physical. And so I think it's going to be kind of a slow, knockdown, drag-out, heavyweight-type fight. And uh, I think it's important for each team considering how they played. Now, BYU's come away with wins, but just as a confidence level going into the conference tournament a couple weeks, that uh, I think this, you know, these, te- these two teams may play each other in the first round. So I think it's an important game, just as maybe not so much for standings, although BYU needs to just stay ahead of Pacific, but just the going, going forward to have the confidence and be where you want to be as a team. I think both teams need this game. 
Last thing, Mark, before I let you go, and we'll, we'll let you get inside the arena into the broadcast location. What did you make of uh, San Francisco's upset win over St. Mary's? That was, you, you, if you were following the score throughout the game, you, you saw they had a lead, and then they, they kept holding the lead. You're like, well, may, maybe, I mean, I can't, sooner or later, St. Mary's is going to come back, certainly. And then they did. They took a lead, and you're like, okay, well, here come the Gales. This is what they do. But then San Francisco pulled right back ahead, and they held off the ranked Gales. What an unbelievable upset win for the Dons. Yeah, I almost am happy for them after what they what happened to them at the Marriott Center. They deserve that one. They've been playing great basketball, and it, it tells me two things. One is that uh, kind of like Drago and Rocky Four, that uh, St. Mary's is, can, can be hurt, and they are vulnerable, and if you can uh, do a good job against Landale, and I think he fell out in that game, which is crazy. I, I, I don't believe that could happen to him. But <laughs> that they're, they're not as invulnerable as we thought. And also it scares me that how well San Francisco's playing because uh, that's another team, BYU, might be playing in that first round. So you got San Francisco, you got San Diego, Pacific, and uh, that's a, those, are, those are all nightmare first-round matchups for BYU. But. It's just kind of where we're at right now and just trying to get better so you're in the best spot possible to win that game. All right, Mark, thank you so much. We'll let you get inside the building and uh, join Greg Courtside, and then we'll hear both of you coming up in just a little while. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Jason. Thanks for putting up with the cell phone, brother. Hey, no problem whatsoever. Hey, Southern California traffic. Uh, if anybody's ever been there, you, you know how frustrating that can be, so no problem at all. Appreciate the time. We will hear both of those uh, guys. Speaking of Mark Duran and Greg Bell coming up in just a few minutes, let's update you on some other action going on. I was talking about BYU baseball at Cal State Northridge. Not, t- uh, not too far from where uh, BYU was playing Thursday night. Uh, it's, I mean, maybe in miles it's not that far. It probably takes you a lot longer because of traffic. Uh, but I, at the time, I gave the last score. It was 9-4 to four BYU. Well, the Matadors of CSUN pick up three runs. Now BYU's lead is now 9-7. to seven. They are heading to the top of the seventh inning. All right, BYU women's basketball also in action. And they are in the fourth quarter. Six minutes to go, and the Cougars making a run right now, hosting San Diego. BYU women's basketball team trailing 54-53. Cassie DeVagere, she right now 4 of 11 with 15 points, and Malia Nawahine with 10, trying to make a comeback for BYU. I know this is one, certainly every coach wants to win every game, but in talking with head coach Jeff Judkins this week, this was a game he really wanted. He thought they led a golden opportunity to win in San Diego a couple of weeks back, go by the wayside. So he was looking for a little revenge today, and they're trying to make it happen. Again, 54-53, San Diego leading the BYU women's basketball team at the Marriott Center. That game is on BYU TV. It's the first game of a doubleheader with six minutes to go in that one. Checking in on BYU softball, top of the fourth. No score as BYU takes on Iowa State, that game being played in Las Vegas. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. After the break, we're going to get you to the Jenny Craig Pavilion for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. This is BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time.
time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now, let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome to Courtside Inside. Jenny Craig Pavilion here in San Diego, California for this week's WCC Game of the Week. A Saturday matinee featuring the BYU Cougars and the San Diego Toreros. BYU's won three straight coming in. USD's lost four of five as the Toreros have dropped into a fifth-place tie in the WCC standings while BYU is in solo third trying to hold off the Pacific Tigers who won in this building just two days ago to keep the heat on BYU. Tigers may be the team no one wants to see in Las Vegas right now and uh, BYU's first tournament game is now two weeks from today. My name is Greg Grubel. Joined courtside by former Cougar Hoopster and legendary BYU Ironman Mark Durant and Mark after exercising a demon of sorts the other evening in Malibu. The Cougars venture into another vexing venue here at Jenny Craig. BYU's lost three of six meetings here at USD, alternating wins and losses over the last six trips here. This is arguably uh, the best San Diego team BYU will have faced in this building. So, despite the home loss to Pacific the other night, uh, USD is still a dangerous team with that locked down defensive approach. Yeah, I mean, this is a kind of team that really worries me because of that defensive play, great defense. It's going to be tough to get good looks, and and every point, every possession is so important with these guys because they lock you down like that. And then on the other end, they shoot the three so well and so reliant on it, so it's kind of a jump ball. Are they going to shoot it great, and then you're in big trouble? Are they going to struggle shooting? Then you got a good chance. So, I mean, those are the kind of things BYU has struggled with this year, but uh, what I'd like to see is a better start, Greg. You know, I spent the whole day with the family at Disneyland yesterday, and we spent a little extra money because, you know, I got some cash laying around and stuff to get the fast pass. That is just the greatest thing in the world because you get that, you get your time, you go in, you're just passing by everybody on your right. It takes about five minutes. Other people are waiting 75 minutes in line. It was just great. We get on in five minutes, and what BYU's done, they got in the slow line to start these games. you got to get the fast pass. Dave Rose, give his guys a fast pass. Pay extra if you need to. Get off the, the blocks a little bit better so you're not really struggling at the end of the game. And, and I think especially with a team like San Diego who is going to D you up and maybe slow it down a little bit, you get off to a good start, that will change the nature of the game. We hope it's a short wait and a fun ride for BYU here today. Coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All right, to BYU and San Diego straight ahead. BYU 21-7 on the year, 10-5 in the West Coast Conference. The Toreros 16-11 overall, now 7-8 in league. BYU leads the all-time series with USD by a 13-4 margin. Has WCC foes, BYU's up 11-4 with wins in seven of the last nine meetings. But in WCC games played here, it's three all. A short time ago here in San Diego, I spoke with BYU head coach Dave Rose about taking on the Toreros, the team that BYU beat 74-58 last month at the Marriott Center. It's a really good San Diego team, and I I think that, uh, you know, the the games that he's playing, it's, it's you know, they're, they're all grind them out, close games right down to the last possession. doesn't matter if it's, 
you know, teams at the top of the league or teams in the middle league. I mean, they're, these games are close, but that's the grind. That's the grind of the league. And he doesn't – I don't think he starts a senior – well, one senior I think he has in, in Newbar. The rest of them are all young guys. And, you know, so it's a, it's a process where, you know, you've you got to try to figure it out together. And I do know that the matchup for us – really difficult because of their size and then their athleticism on the guard line and so you know hopefully we can uh, you know we can get yo the ball where we need to get him the ball and he can be successful they, they they've had a couple two or three different types of schemes that they play against them uh, and so personnel will be important for us who we're playing and what they can do but we're gonna have to have a balanced attack here I think that at our place you know, TJ had a great game. Um, sure. You know, and Cheer had had a really good offensive game. Elijah, you know, was in the hospital <laughs> the night before with you know migraine headaches, and so at least that's not the case this this week. We got them all healthy, and we got them all out there, and hopefully, we'll be a really competitive game. And he had a bit of a scare with the O and OT the night, but he looks like he's okay. He had a, he had a nice practice, uh, you know, yesterday evening, and and I still think you know he's a little. Uh, uh, concerned about it, but uh, but there's you know no pain, no structural damage, and just hopefully it it, it holds up for him. In the first game at your place, coach uh, Isaiah Pinheiro got himself in foul trouble, ended up fouling out of the game. And one thing USD does is is put teams at the line where you're really strong. They they are one of the the heavy foul teams, uh, especially in the league, and uh, they play a lot of guys, and they're really physical. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you can come out and. You know, first seven, eight minutes, there's no calls at all, and they just stay physical. You come out and they call seven fouls in the first eight minutes, they're still going to be really physical. It's, it doesn't change uh, their approach much at all. Every time you roll, they're going to bang you. When you get to the basket, they're going to, you know, use their body and body you up. And and so you got to play through that contact. One of the real uh, important parts of our game plan tonight is you got to be able to finish through their contact because they're going to be there and there's going to be a presence and you just got to be able to you know finish that you talk about the grind you played that kind of game thursday they played that kind of game against pacific here uh neither team got to 70 and it was kind of a usd type of game yeah and it was it was interesting as you watch that film isaiah wright and pinheiro those two guys are are some of their top scores and they just had a hard time a hard time making baskets together and and Pacific is another one of those teams that extremely physical in the league and very athletic, and they they actually match up pretty good. Uh, you know those two games. I think it was a two point game over at Pacific, and uh, and the, the, you know not a lot of points, but there's a lot of you know a lot of contact, and uh, we'll see how this goes tonight. They you know this 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 San Diego team hit fifth, made fifteen threes last week at at Pep. At Pep. Yeah. So it's a team that is skilled and talented and physical and deep they're pretty young that's that's probably the only thing you know that they're trying to figure out mentioned pacific uh their their next win is damon's 10th league win this year i'm sure you're impressed with what they're doing kind of keeping the heat on you at the top of the table there well yeah you know i he he, he's done just a tremendous job of of rebuilding kind of not only his roster but the culture there at pacific you know it's uh had some tough times you know with uh some kind of off the court issues, but he went in there with uh, a lot of confidence and a lot of, uh, you know, he, he's a he, his personality is is pretty upbeat and he's he's got himself some uh, really good players quick. So some of these guys were transfers that he had last year in practice, yeah. then a couple of these junior college guys that he brought in and 
and we know, hey, the two games we played, and they were both, you know, uh, really tough games, went right down to the wire. And so uh, I, you know, I really think that with San Francisco beating St. Mary's the other day, you know, that's going to give them a lot of confidence, and, and who knows what it's going to do to St. Mary's confidence. But, uh, you know, make this, this tournament that we're all going to in yeah. a couple of weeks really exciting. Lots to be decided here in the final three games and, of course, uh, in Vegas. Coach, best of luck against USD today, and we'll talk to you postgame. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that's Dave Rose and today's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show coming your way next, live from Jenny Craig Pavilion in San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot and score! Dalton Nixon! Right to the rim, up and This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside Seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar Nation. Once again from Jenny Craig Pavilion here in San Diego, home of the Toreros of USD. The WCC surprise story during the non-conference portion of their schedule. They opened up 3-0 in league as well. So they were 12-3 at one point, but they've since gone 4-8 to drop back in the pack in the West Coast Conference standings. Greg Rubel and Mark Durant with you courtside. Our statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director, Kyle Chilton. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. The gang's all here. Good to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is, as always, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're on network affiliates in the Mountain West and globally on BYURadio.org, BYUCougars.com, KSL.com. Get the apps and tune us in, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Radio app, the KSL app, the TuneIn app. They all work wherever you are. We thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoy this afternoon's broadcast. Well, Mark, in the 13 seasons, the day Dave Rose has been the head coach. His teams have won no fewer than 10 conference games in any of those years. They've lost no more than six league games in any of those years. Now, you were part of BYU's previous longest streak of 10-plus wins in league. That was six straight years for BYU. Your four years you played and two years on a mission. And and every year you played double-digit win totals in league. Dave Rose has gone 13 straight years with that streak. That's pretty impressive. And as much as everyone in Cougar Nation wants championships and long NCAA tournament stays, there's a lot to be said for consistent winning, particularly in the midst of personnel comings and goings due to missionary and other departures of BYU. The fact that BYU could uh, equal last season's win total today with a win underscores just how steady this program has been over the years. It's been remarkable uh the consistency amongst the inconsistency, for for example, this year, you've got Eric Mika, one of the best centers in the West. He leaves early, and Nick Emery, uh, an all-conference player, he, he doesn't play, and yet you're still where you, you know, always are. And, uh, I, I mean, it's it's a lot easier, I think, to have the, the breakout one-year flash-in-the-pan thing than it, it, that it is to have... You know, teams always have down years and have really down years. We only talking down years, 22 wins. Teams have bad, bad years. <laughs> and so I know I get the frustration. You know, you, sh- you should be winning the conference. You've got the whole Gonzaga thing out there, which makes it tough. But And, and I get the frustration. I get you got to get to the NCAA, NCAA tournament. That, that's a reasonable expectation for me, and, and, and that's what I want. But 
to, to disregard what Dave Rose does. I mean, the last couple of years, they've been so young. And, and then you finally get a little age, and then those guys leave, and then you got missions, and they come home early, and then they and then they, do, they don't decide not to go, or they weren't going to go, and then they decide to go. I mean, it's it's kind of a nightmare for a coach, and to have that consistency is remarkable. It, it really is something special. Now, what you hope is some of that inconsistency will go away in the next couple of years. You get seniors on the team. You get old together. You get old. You've played together. And, and maybe that's when you get that really remarkable year. That's not to say it can't happen this year, Greg, but that's I think that's the, the direction. All right, my conversation with USD head coach Lamont Smith is coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues from San Diego on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Raise it up, no, the tip, no. The follow, yes, John. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, the BYU in San Diego coming up top of the hour. First of five games on today's WCC slate. Later on, San Francisco playing at Loyola Marymount. Pacific playing at Santa Clara. Gonzaga will be playing Pepperdine in Portland against uh, St. Actually, the uh, USF game is at the Hilltop, so they're home to LMU. Uh, Santa Clara will be at Pacific. Pepperdine will be at Gonzaga, and uh, the Portland game is versus St. Mary's up in Portland. So this is the first of five on today's slate. All right, USC coming into today's game off of back-to-back losses. The Toreros have also lost their last two home games. So Lamont Smith's team, uh, a bit of a rut during his stretch run a short time ago. Back in Coach's office, I spoke with Coach Smith about uh, the biggest challenge his team is facing right now. You know what? Um, Getting back to finding ourselves and our identity. Um, All due respect to BYU, Gonzaga, San San Francisco, all the teams that we have remaining left on the schedule. Uh, But we really focused about us today in trying to get back to playing San Diego basketball. San Diego basketball means, of course, tenacious defense, but you see, I want to see a few more shots drop, too. No question, um, and that's the thing. Um, I thought throughout this stretch here, uh, we've had different things that have been our Achilles heel, and lately it's been scoring the basketball, um, getting a little bit stifled with some zone, uh, slowing us down, and it's really funny because we're a pretty good three-point shooting team, and you yeah. would think that we'd be very difficult to zone, but uh, we froze up a little bit in the last couple games against the zone, so hopefully today, uh, reviewing some film, making some corrections, uh, if we see zone today, which I'm sure we will, we'll have an opportunity to execute. Shooting about 25% from three over the last few games, which isn't really you. No question, no question. I think we lead the league in three-point field goals made or going into this weekend with three-point yeah, yeah. uh, threes made per game. Um, and we're, we're a shooting team. Uh, that's what we do. We shoot a lot during the season. We shoot a lot uh, throughout the season and offseason. So we'll continue to shoot, uh, just take the right shots when the uh, opportunity presents. Now, if Elijah and Yoli have a tough time at the same time, it's going to be hard for BYU to win. You saw that with the, with the two Isaiahs against Pacific on Thursday. No question. Um, I think everybody now in, in the league has a, uh, a couple guys that need to play well, St. Mary's, Nar, and Londale. Um, and so uh, we, we've got to have those two guys play well. And uh, and they will. They've been resilient all year long, uh, going through a little bit of a rough patch now. But I totally expect those guys to bounce back today. What do you take out of the game you played with BYU at the Marriott Center? A fun game, an uh, exciting game. I thought uh, we had a tremendous second half coming out uh, w- with that run to, to, to get back in the game. Uh, then about the 10-minute mark, uh, they switched the defenses up, and the game kind of changed. Uh, I thought we did a pretty good job neutralizing two out of the big three, uh, which is hard to do because BYU is so explosive. Uh, we've got to find a way to do that today, two out of the big three. I don't know which two out of the big three. And uh, and then I thought uh, the difference was the point guard. I thought he was outstanding at 
there plays hard and had a great game. And so we've got to make sure we contain him. Uh, but uh, we're looking for an exciting game, and, and uh, hopefully we can make this thing a, a competitive match. Pinheiro fouling out at BYU didn't help matters any. No, an early foul trouble. Uh, and then it, he gets that weird third one right before the half when you figure he's not going to foul here, right? No question. And, and uh, you know, it's part of the officiating. Officials came to us at halftime, said they made a mistake. Uh, we tried to get him in on the offensive end there yeah, to maybe steal, that a, steal a basket, yeah. get, kind of get him going, some momentum going into halftime. He picks up his third and just kept him off rhythm uh, all, all game long. But, again, when you play good basketball teams like BYU, they find ways to attack guys, and, and they attacked uh, Isaiah, got him in a foul trouble and it was a, a brilliant move by them Olin Carter seven points away from 1,000 today yeah he's a kid that uh, is special to me one of our first recruits here has uh, kind of really laid the foundation for us to try to continue to build success uh, for the years to come and while he's been here and so I'm hoping he can get it at some point uh, within our offense and taking the, and taking the right shots but how about that in three years uh, a thousand points and that's very hard to do a credit to him and, and his teammates for putting him in good positions to be successful Finally, Coach, whether it's a battle for top tier or battle for seeding, we are in that stretch run, and the grind becomes even more of one as we head down, the, head down to the finish. Yeah, I was talking to a good friend, uh, coaches in the Big 12, and obviously we know the, the power of the Big 12. And uh, I was really frustrated with our team after a win, and he, he looked at me and he said, hey, Coach, he said, uh, any win in February and March are good wins. <laughs> and so, as you know, it's a grind. Everybody knows everybody's stuff. Uh, we've seen these guys before. Uh, you know, and it's just a grind, and guys are playing, uh, playing for something. And so, as you said, the seating is very important uh, for you guys, for us, as we continue to try to fight for that first round by uh, heading into WCC tournament. Coach Smith, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. We'll see you in Vegas. Thank you so much. All right, that's USD head coach Lamont Smith. Time now for our UB the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's today's BYU basketball trivia question. In the Dave Rose era, BYU's won a total of six games when trailing when, with one minute remaining in regulation. How many of those six wins have come this season? The answer next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it, gives to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, uh, you be the judge trivia feature in the Dave Rose era. BYU's won a total of six games when trailing with a minute to go in regulation. It's not a lot. It's hard to do. How many of those six wins have come this season, Mark? Seems like three. Last two and then yeah. UMass. I was yeah. there for that one. So, yep. yeah. U- UMass in Brooklyn where you called that game. And then the last two games, the Pepperdine uh, win on Thursday in overtime. The USF win last weekend in overtime. There you go. The Cougar Tip-Off Show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Touch pass, Celia's three. Got it! Zach Celia's makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. All right, so back here at Jenny Craig Pavilion. Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Yoli Childs took a knee tweak in overtime Thursday at Pepperdine, but is uh, ready to roll today. Has recovered well. We'll get the start. Ryan Andrews back home after knee procedure, and Braden Shaw back home after an ankle procedure. Tip-off is coming up next along with starting lineups. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.